chair, our staff is ready when you are. Great, thank you. Good evening and uh, welcome to the September 21st, 2022 Preservation Commission meeting. Uh, the meeting is now called to order. Uh, Clerk, will you please call the roll? Thank you, Chair. Commissioners, please unmute and turn on your video. Commissioner Carter is absent. Commissioner Herrick? Present. Thank you. Commissioner Montemayor, please correct me if I'm wrong as well. Present. That's the correct uh, pronunciation. Thank you. Commissioner Root? Present. Thank you. Commissioner Slavkin? Is absent. Vice Chair Miller? Here. Thank you. Chair Valania? Here. Thank you. We have a quorum. Thank you. So for members of the public who wish to join, please refer to the agenda for the uh, Zoom link. And then once you've joined and wish to speak, please use the raise your hand feature uh, when the item begins to provide public comment. Uh, when it's time, the clerk will call on you and you'll have two minutes and all of the options for public comment are listed in the agenda. So with that, uh, please rise for the opening acknowledgements in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Nisanan people, the Southern Maidu, Valley and Plains, Miwok, Putwin, Wintun peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather together today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. And uh, please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. So the first item on our agenda is the approval of the consent calendar. Uh, Clerk, is there any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar? Thank you, Chair. I have no hands raised for the consent calendar. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioners, uh, any comments or edits to the uh, to the meeting minutes? No. Okay. Uh, then can I have a motion and second? I move to approve the minutes. Thank you. I'll second. Thank you. So I have a uh, motion by Commissioner Slavkin and a second by Commissioner Herrick. Uh, clerk, please take the roll. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Carter? Aye. Here. Thank you. Commissioner Herrick? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Montemayor? Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Root? Aye. Thank you. Commissioner Slavkin? Aye. Thank you. Vice Chair Miller? Yes. Thank you. Chair Valania? Yes. 
Thank you. Motion passes. Thank you. Item two on the agenda is the introduction of our newly appointed preservation commissioners. Uh, so I will pass to Director DeCourcy. Thank you, Chair Valania. Good evening and uh, welcome commissioners. Um, I'm pleased to provide an introduction for our two new preservation commissioners this evening, Garrett Root and Joshua Montemayor. Um, first, we'll start with Garrett. Garrett Root was appointed to seat B, which is reserved for an architectural historian. Garrett is a California native who graduated from Chico and Sacramento State, earning a bachelor's degree in history and a master's degree in public history, respectively. His entire professional career has been spent in Northern California, working as an architectural historian. Garrett currently serves as an architectural historian uh, and history lead for the Northern California Office of SWCA Environmental Consultants. He's previously served on the board of Preservation Sacramento, including as his president for two years. Other interests include photography, travel, and spending time with his wife, Heather, and their four cats in their home in Oak Park. Next, Joshua Montemayor was recently appointed to seat F, which represents the public at large. Joshua grew up in South Sacramento and is now a resident of North Natomas. Joshua currently serves as Vice President to the Ryland Community HOA Board. Joshua attended UC Irvine, where he obtained a bachelor's degree in urban studies. Joshua holds a master's degree in public administration from San Francisco State. Joshua worked for cities across California, including the cities of Costa Mesa, Bellflower, Lomita, Folsom, Sausalito, and Pacifico. Currently, Joshua is an Assistant Director of Community Development at the city of Vacaville. Joshua's career is focused on solidifying the foundation of community trust and building up relationships with the community. In addition to his planning career, Joshua also serves as a member of professional organizations, including the American Planning Association and Municipal Managers of Northern California. Uh, welcome to the commission, gentlemen, um, and that will end my presentation. Thank you. Uh, uh, Madam Clerk, do we have any public comment on this? Thank you, Chair. I do not have any hands raised for item two. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, would any, uh, our new commissioners, would you uh, like to say anything or anyone else? I just thank you, Chair and Vice Chair for uh, welcoming us to the commission. I'm excited to serve on this board. We are happy to have you. I can say that. Um, it's great to have new faces and uh, breadth of experience. So that's all very welcome. Um, okay, well, this is uh, just a part of our discussion calendar. So uh, we will move on to the next item. So item three is the update on chapter 2.40 of the Sacramento City Code relating to boards and commissions uh, generally and I believe there's a staff presentation. Yes, thank you, Claire. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, thank you, Chair. Um, we have, uh, I believe we have Mindy Cuppy with the Kirk Clerk's Office who's here to provide a commission update on this item. Yes, thank you. My name is Mindy Cuppy. I'm your city clerk and I will be presenting tonight. Thank you for allowing me to take a few moments of your time. 
So good evening. For background, last June, the mayor asked the PNPE committee, that is personnel and public employees committee, to establish oversight, facilitation, and staffing responsibilities for city commissions. So over the past few months, we've put some structural updates in place to continue to move forward with steps to uplift commissions' voices. The first of this is a foundational municipal code that governs boards and commissions in general. And it's important that you understand the underlying code that governs the, your legislative body. So I'll take you through it at a very high level um, to brief you on that code. And the full code is in your agenda packet. So on August 30th, the City Council approved an update to City Code Chapter 2.40, which is boards and commissions generally, which is the foundational law governing city boards, commissions, and committees who are appointed by the mayor or the City Council. It is the intent of the City Council in enacting this chapter to assure that appointees for seats on boards and commissions possess those high ethical standards required of them to properly fulfill their functions to disclose any conflicts of interest that would render applicants and appointees ineffective in the performance of their duties or would jeopardize the interests of the city to protect applicants and appointees against untrue allegations with respect to their background integrity and to establish a uniform administrative framework for all city boards and commissions. So as you know, commissioners are appointed from within the community and expected to represent the city as a whole while promoting community and stakeholder input and taking into account all viewpoints. Serving as a commissioner provides a way for residents to have special experience or interests to participate in the city's decision-making process by advising city staff and the city council on numerous issues. The specific role of most commissions is to review and make recommendations recommendations to the City Council on matters within its scope of authority and responsibility. And this is most commonly achieved by the Commission at publicly noticed meetings serving as a venue for public input and participation. So as we continue to uplift commissions to the same expectations and standards and processes as the City Council, I'm excited to be what I believe is creating a model commission program that other cities will emulate. We will be a model of transparency and inclu inclusiveness, so our commissions will be inclusive with a diversity of voices, be transparent, all activities will be open to the public. We will be encouraging public participation. We follow consistent standards such as the Sunshine Ordinance, the Sacramento Sunshine Ordinance, and the Brown Act. We will have clear legislative history of the important work you do and have clear and consistent processes for communications to communicate with and advise the council. So I'm gonna step through the provisions of this code at a very high level. So appointment procedures, as you know, um, everyone must submit an application. This commission um, interviews in front of the PNPE committee. Those um, our recommendations then go to the council. Um, the recommendations made by the mayor with the full approval of the council. So vacancies are treated the same way. Okay. Failure to attend meetings. So um, four hours advance notice um, of your absence um, is expected. If we don't have a four hours notice, um, that is expected to be an un unexcused absence. And three consecutive unexcused absences for regular meetings um, are de deemed good cause for removal from office. Um, terms, so we've standardized the terms across um, boards and commissions. So the term of each member is now a period of four years. There are a few exceptions, um, but not to your commission. Limitations on number of consecutive terms. Um, this is standard with what your current limitations on terms are. It's two years, or two terms, pardon me. Um, there are a few exceptions, but not to this board. So removal of members. So this, um, this code states clearly which, how um, a member could be removed from office. So of course, as you know, you have to take an oath um, of affirmation. 
you then have to file a statement of economic interest and there is training that is required. So again, um, it is deemed good cause for removal from office for not completing these things. So meetings generally, um, this is standard practice. All meetings are noticed. Um, each meeting shall be conducted in accordance with the city council rules of procedure. Right now we're going through an update with the council and expect this fall to have some updates to that and I will be back in front of you to present on that also. If a quorum is not established within 15 minutes of the meeting's notice start time, the meeting will be canceled. And then of course, um, as needed, we may schedule special meetings um, if we need to do that to conduct business. Okay, um, one provision is that city boards and commissions may not establish ad hoc committees. However, they may establish subcommittees on approval of the city council. So we are working with the council right now on a process to come before either PNP or directly to the council um, to do annual reporting. And then of course, if that was a recommendation, um, we could talk about that to that commission. So chairpersons, so each city board and commission of course has a chair and vice chair and those rotate on an annual basis typically. Um, these chair and vice chair may not serve for more than two terms. Um, staffing, the, this code um, defines clearly that the city clerk shall, shall um, be um, secretary and of course your code says that your preservation um, director is secretary. However, my office provides that legal, that administrative support for you. Um, as you know, we're clerking your meetings, providing your agendas and so forth. City attorney shall serve as your legal counsel. And then this code um, states that every five years I need to report to the city council on the status of all boards and commissions. So I'd like to, um, some of the things we're working on this year, I just wanted to share. Um, I. Um, in summary, we've done a really a lot of work to uplift those commission voices. However, I believe we still have much to do. Over the past year, we've ensured all commissions follow the same high level of standards as the city council for agenda, meeting facilitation, legislative history. They mirror those city council standards and processes. We've created a recruitment video, a commissioner handbook, commissioner orientation program, and an onboarding and meeting facilitation guide for chairpersons. And so um, I believe I've shared those via email with all of you. But I believe there's still much to do in order to continue to uplift our commission's voices. So as I mentioned earlier, we are bringing an update of the council rules or procedure to the city council this fall. Um, among other things, that will have a, a standard and consistent process for commissions to report to the council, including accomplishments, recommendations, and upcoming year objectives. We are continuing to develop ongoing training for commissions and department staff, and we are looking to expand our recruitment for all commissions with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Um, we are also working on an update to commissions on the Brown Act, um, and I will be scheduling that um, to present to you at a future meeting. So I would like to show a brief video highlighting our commissions program, and then I will be available for questions regarding the Sacramento City Code Section 2.40, boards and commissions generally. Serving as a council appointee to a City of Sacramento Commission is both an awesome opportunity and a significant commitment. The following information will give new appointees and potential applicants an overview of the position's roles and responsibilities. The City of Sacramento utilizes more than 25 commissions to promote community and stakeholder input. Most serve in an advisory capacity to the City Council. However, a few are quasi-judicial, complaint reviews, or appeals boards. 
Serving as a council appointee provides a way for residents who have special experience or interests to participate in the city's decision-making process by advising city staff and the city council on a wide variety of issues. As an appointee, you interact creatively as a link between the city council and citizens of all ages, interests, and backgrounds. You represent the city as a whole and will help facilitate active and inclusive input, ensuring that all voices are incorporated into any recommendation made to the city council. To effectively participate, appointees often have lengthy reports to review in order to prepare effectively for public meetings. Attendance at meetings is essential. The Ralph M. Brown Act, California's open meeting law, and the City of Sacramento's Sunshine Ordinance have requirements to ensure that all city councils, boards, commissions, and committees are inclusive, transparent, and encourage public participation. Agendas must be posted to clearly communicate what the commission will be discussing and how the public can be part of that conversation. The order and conduct of business of council-established commissions are also governed by the City of Sacramento Council Rules of Procedure. It is critical that appointees only discuss items under their purview at an open and public meeting and avoid discussions outside the public forum. A meeting could be any gathering of a majority of appointees to discuss items under their jurisdiction, and discussions in non-public formats such as email, phone, or text message must be avoided. To ensure transparency and a high level of service, appointees have educational requirements such as ethics and sexual harassment training. Appointees may also have reporting requirements such as filing of a statement of economic interests FPPC Form 700 upon appointment, annually, and when leaving. We appreciate your interest in the City of Sacramento Board, Commission, and Committee Program, an opportunity for citizens to ensure transparent, open, and inclusive participation in the City's decision-making process. Please visit our website for appointee resources and information on applying to serve. Commissions.CityOfSacramento.org Clerk at cityofsacramento.org, 916-808-7200. So that concludes my presentation. So thank you to staff and commissioners for allowing me to present this evening. And I'm available if you have any questions. Thank you, that was uh, really helpful. I know you have been working on this for a long time. I don't know if you're getting feedback there as well. Um, do, uh, Madam Clerk, do we have any public comment on this item? Thank you, Chair. I do not have any hands raised for this item. Thank you. Okay. Commissioners, any questions, comments? I'm sorry, Chair. I did have one hand raised um, as soon as I said no, so I apologize for that. Um, we do have one hand raised from Barry Boyd. I am giving you the ability to speak right now. Thank you and good afternoon. Um, I thought maybe we were going to hear from some of the commissioners and their statements and then come to public comment. So that's why I was a little slow on getting my hand up. With that said, I do thank you uh, for recognizing my hand. Um, I do have a question. It was stated in the presentation that the ability to form a working group is now in discussion to go between either the city council and or, or let me start the other way, to go to P. 
P&E and or Sioux City Council. Um, as I remember the resolution that passed um, two city council meetings ago was that the, the path was to request for P&E a work, working group for whatever board or commission. And then if um, uh, PP&E um, granted that request, they would then send it to city council and then city council would vote to approve or disapprove that working group. Uh, just for clarification, if, if uh, that would be clarified that the resolution that passed in the way that I just stated is um, is was in the manner that I just stated is correct, and or do I have it wrong? And then in the resolution, it was a um, undecided manner in how working groups would be approved, and or since the passing of the resolution, now the city council is um, debating on what would be the best path, best path forward, being the amount of. Um, pushback and outrage from boards and commissions. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Chair, I want to thank you for allowing me to take that comment. Um, I do not have any other speakers with their hands raised. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Um, could we, uh, it would be great to clarify, I think that process um, that uh, Mr. Boyd was referring to, um, what that, because I think yeah, what was in the presentation versus that sounds a little different as well. Thank you. I appreciate clarifying that. Um, so the process as it stands, the um, the ordinance that was passed. So an ordinance is a law of the city. Um, so it was not by resolution. This is an ordinance, which is law of the city. Um, the path to make our annual reports is through PNP at this point, um, but it is a council approval. So if a subcommittee is to be created, it would be by approval of the full council. And it is the subcommittee is the term that we're looking for. So we'd be uh, submitting that to, uh, as noted, initially to PMPE, and then it would go to council. That's um, correct. If that's the recommendation. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Are there any other commissioner questions, comments? Uh, yeah, I have a quick question. Um, I know that as part of our commission, I mean, we've certainly relied on uh, committees for some of our work. It, is this sort of, does this work retroactively in that some of the committees that we've already formed and are using, um, are there implications there or are we able to continue forward with those efforts? Thank you. Well, I, can, I can address that uh, question. The, uh, so we uh, we have just in terms of background for the new commissioners, we have two subcommittees uh, that have recently been formed by the commission. Um, we have an ad, they're both ad hoc subcommittees. One is to assist with the African-American experience project. And the other is to focus on historic preservation incentives and make recommendations uh, to the city on, on how to improve our incentives program. Um, so, the, uh, the two subcommittees that are recently formed, um, the, the most active subcommittee is the African-American Experience uh, Subcommittee. We've met several times. We've reviewed um, a draft document provided by the consultants and provided feedback um, along with two members of the public who are serving on that committee. 
the um, the intent is to uh, to no longer continue to meet as a subcommittee. We may continue to engage um, volunteers uh, on the project, but we won't continue to meet as a subcommittee um, and in the way that we've been meeting and to function as a and a uh, a a part of the preservation commission so we have a volunteer program uh that's ongoing with the project and those members of the public are welcome to volunteer but um, we're no longer going to continue meeting with that subcommittee as for the second subcommittee we've uh have not yet met we actually had intended to bring this item back to the full commission so that we could give the new preservation commissioners um a chance to serve on that subcommittee that was the direction from the commission at our uh meeting where we formed the subcommittee. Uh, however, after this action was taken by city council, we do not intend to bring that item back and uh, and will not be uh, furthering the work of that subcommittee to look at uh, preservation incentives. Thank you. And to tag on to that too, the direction from the city council was any current um, ad hocs or subcommittees would need to um, wrap up by the end of 2020. Okay, thank you for that clarification. Any other questions or comments from commissioners? Okay. Well, I think all of these new resources um, are going to be tremendous just to give uh, all commissioners a kind of level knowledge base moving forward with public process. So. Um, thank you for all of your work. It is um, it will be valuable as we move forward, certainly. Uh, so with that, we will move on uh, to the next agenda item. So item number four is the update on the Stockton Boulevard plan. Is there a staff presentation? Yes. yes. Oh, thank you, Chair Velania. Uh, we have uh, Elizabeth Boyd here with our long range planning neighborhood action team. Uh, who will present the staff report on this item. Thank you, Director, and good evening, Commissioners. I'm really happy to be here. We have been working on the Stockton Boulevard area, and I will, I'll show what, what I'm talking about, but I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm part of what we're calling the Neighborhood Development Action Team, which is a cross-collaboration between economic development and community development. And we are really focused on how do we um, revitalize the areas outside of the central city, the commercial corridors, the neighborhoods, um, the transit-oriented development areas um, that have been historically disinvested or un underserved. So that's that's our overall goal. And we, as part of our work, are looking at the historic resources in this area and wanted to bring these forward to you for your consideration and comment. With that, I will share my screen. Um, so the area that we're talking about is from Alhambra Boulevard down to 65th. And we're looking at, you know, how do we really revitalize this corridor, um, taking advantage of the assets that are there, um, like our historic resources and other, other things, and take into account of the neighborhoods um, that are just adjacent to it. So this shows the different neighborhoods that touch the um, corridor and making sure that when we're doing these improvements to the corridor that we're also keeping in mind the needs of the community around them. But most of the resources that we're talking about are along the corridor itself. Um, 
our purpose, like I said, is to really revitalize in a way that benefits existing um, residents, that lifts up the existing businesses, and that brings in um, new housing and new resources. Uh, we released the community working version of the Stockton Boulevard plan in July and have been um, out to the community asking for comments and ideas to make sure that it aligns with um, the community's um, vision for this area. And we will be having uh, an event on October 8th um, and then closing out this um, portion of the public comment period. And I'll go over that in a little bit. Um, I'll talk to you about the report that we had done uh, with Paige and Turnbull and how that plays into the plan itself and then talk about what's coming next. We put together a series of policies. Now these are not standalone. We really acknowledge the fact that this corridor is governed by a lot of different policies, including the general plan that provides some guidance on what we'll be doing in there. But we wanted to say, what does this corridor need in particular? And recognizing that there's some really interesting um, historic resources that we can lift up and also stories. So um, one of the projects that you are very aware of is the African-American experience. We're looking at how do we tell stories? How do we preserve those locations? And um, so we have the policies and I'll show you a little bit about the plan um, and where you can uh, make comment and any other members of the public that are interested in making comment can make, um, can review it. Um, see. The other thing is, this is all about what actions city staff and the community can uh, make towards seeing those policies um, come to reality and meeting the, the vision that we wanna see on the, the boulevard. So the actions that we currently have are, you know, preserving some of these um, historic assets and we'll go over that um, in a few pages and then just finding funding to do that. So there's um, a lot of different funding sources and a lot of uh, asks for those funding sources. So looking at how can we combine maybe historic preservation with um, some of the electrification um, monies that are coming out. You know, how can we, how can we look at um, creative transportation along with historic preservation or storytelling? So a lot of different things related to funding. Um, putting up wayfinding and signage, acknowledging the different unique um, things that we have on the corridor, um, telling stories. We're hoping to capture some of the stories in the plan itself, but also continue that work um, that we've seen with African American experience and other things that um, preservation is working on. And then, um, you know, using the signage to enhance the placemaking. In the report that we had done, uh, Paige and Turnbull put together, here's all the different um, assets that are on the site right now, that are on the corridor. We have the ones that are listed right now, and I try to put which register they're listed under. So like the um, cannery site at Alhambra and um, Stockton Boulevard is on the local state register and federal. Um, Colonial Theater is on the state. It's not yet on local and I'll go through that list a little bit later. And then we have the Caltrans Equipment Headquarters, which is near Highway 50 that is on the state master list. We're looking at the eligibility for different um, resources, including Lodic um, Castle, which um, is eligible, eligible for the state master list. Um, and then Coca-Cola, it's currently on the national. And so these are 
there's a variety of things that they're eligible for versus what they're listed for. And so that's something that's in more detail in the report that's attached to the staff report. Um, some of the historic resources that, or I guess potentially historic resources that were in the report include these um, following ones, just different mentions. May They may not all pass through and we'd love to get your ideas about what you think about any one of these, but um, these are the ones that could be evaluated for whether they are historic resources and would be um, further studied and um, recommended for listing. So we have uh, Agricultural Pavilion, Governor's Hall, um, some of the development on Stockton Boulevard itself, along with um, the Coca-Cola bottling plant. Um, and that I'll, I'll, I'm happy to show those slides again if, if need be, but just wanted to let you know what's coming next after this. Um, after we receive any of your comments, we'll be including that in the final report that, um, well, I guess the final, the draft report that will be published with the um, public review draft next year. And then um, we'll also be gathering additional community input now and then uh, later in, when we have the public review draft with a final adoption coming next spring or summer. And with that, um, Oh, I, before I forget, I wanted to mention we are having this big event. Would be happy if everyone here um, came. We'll be celebrating Stockton Boulevard. There'll be vendors, there'll be entertainment and food, and we'll be collecting additional input on the Stockton Boulevard plan at that time. And with that, um, this is my contact information, and I welcome anyone uh, watching or the commissioners, if you have any particular questions, you're welcome to reach out. Um, we also have the Stockton Boulevard plan up on a site, which you can actually review right now. And I'm gonna um, take a moment to stop sharing this and just quickly share the site and what it looks like so that if you are interested in reading more on the policies that we have or the actions, you are welcome to go there and provide comments. So let me um, share that um, website. So, as you can see, we have uh, some historic reservation policies here. If you wanna add a comment, you can click, add your name, comment, um, and then just say add comment. And if you see any comments um, that you agree with, um, and this is just the, the ones that are out there, and this is the site, if anyone could see it, um, you can click on that person's comment, um, upvote or downvote, so that you can say, yes, I agree with them. So this is really a great chance for us to, um, you know, put it, be very transparent. What are people saying? Do you agree with them? And we'd love if you would um, look through it, make any comments you like, or you can also give them directly to staff. Um, we'll take them either way. And of course, it's open for any uh, questions that you have. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that website. That's Really great, what a great way to gather everything um, together. Uh, Clerk, do we have any public comment? Yes, sure, I do have one hand raised. It is from Barry Boyd. I am giving you the ability to speak right now. Thank you and uh, good evening again. Um, Elizabeth, uh, excuse me, planner, uh, senior planner Boyd. I may have missed it. Uh, how long will the survey be uh, available um, for input? In We're currently leaving it open until October 15th. 
it's been open since early July. And then we will be having another round of public input uh, early in 2023. Thank you very much. So uh, I do think commissioners, if there's any um, particular buildings that uh, either you see or don't see or have questions about it, sounds like that um, the website for any of those specific items might be a good place to drop um, any additional uh, comments or votes. There's, I think that from what was shown, um, I don't think I have like a, oh, these are the ones that we should look at more closely, but the uh, range of buildings that are shown, uh, I think is really interesting that you go from agricultural to uh, more mercantile and, um, and that it, we don't just see commercial buildings or we don't just see residential, that it really shows that the historic buildings that are remaining uh, represent a community from, you know, obviously colonial theater and those pieces. So it shows that um, that this did function and that every, everything someone needed was um, on the street. So I think that that just showing that range is um, really significant to, uh, to re retain. Uh, okay, if uh, nothing else, uh, thank you for the presentation. That was really um, interesting to hear. Uh, so with that, we will move to uh, public comments, uh, matters not on the agenda. Um, Clerk, do we have any public comment? Thank you, Chair. I do have one hand raised from Barry Boyd. I will give you the ability to speak. Thank you. Uh, once again, good evening. I do have a, a couple of comments. Uh, one, I just want to make sure that I heard Director DeCursey state that the African American Experience Ad Hoc Committee will no longer that, uh, excuse me, that's, excuse me, that you guys have made the decision to no longer meet in regards to the ad hoc committee. And um, with that stated, um, the ad hoc committee actually has until January, excuse me, December 31st, 2022, to continue to meet. Um, going past that, it might be a moot point, but um, a place where the African-American experience either ad hoc or IE working group, uh, if it's approved to assemble, could come out to the South SAC Festival in Council District 8, October, I believe that's Saturday the 14th from 11 a.m. to I believe 6 p.m. Um, and table and start to, or I won't say start to, but to continue the promotion of the project that is going on and or set up uh, a recording booth to get stories from uh, an expected large gathering of individuals here in Council District 8. Um, it will be at the, I believe, the Valley High uh, Park off of Jacinto. And with that, I think I had one more question. No, I don't. Well, I just wanted to make sure, well, I guess the meetings for the uh, African-American experience are still ongoing, and it's just the ad hoc committee that has been nixed. I just want to make sure I understood that correctly. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Chair, I do not have any other speakers with their hands raised for this item. Thank you. 
Thank you. Uh, would uh, Director DeCourcy, would you like to respond to that to clarify? Um, sure, yes, the, uh, the, um, Mr. Boyd did hear correctly. We do not intend to, uh, to continue the African-American experience uh, subcommittee at this time. I, the, uh, the direction was to wrap up uh, all ad hoc subcommittees by the end of the year. Um, we have, uh, we've had a lot, we've had some trouble filling positions on that subcommittee um, and and we've provided a review of the thematic uh, outline that the consultants provided. Um, so I think this is a good time to to wrap up the subcommittee and uh, and no longer meet. We do have a draft coming out um, in early October that will be uh, city reviewed and then public reviewed after that. And so we'll be running up against that end of the year deadline pretty quickly. Thank you. Um, okay, so uh, we sorry, I think there was sorry to interrupt. I think there was one question that Mr. Boyd still had, and that was um, about the general public meetings and whether that was going to continue. Oh, thank you. I uh, did not hear that. Yes, um, the public meetings are uh, going to continue. Um, we have uh, we have one coming up next week actually um, a week from today. Um, and that is going to be at the MLK library uh, at 6 p.m. So we definitely encourage uh, members of the public to attend that meeting. Um, we, uh, we will also be having, we're also planning another meeting um, in North Sacramento uh, in early October. And then we have another public meeting um, planned. These do not have, uh, these don't, do not have uh, dates or locations firmed up yet, but um, then we have another public meeting planned um, also in early October where we'll actually have the draft to uh, to review and that'll probably be in Oak Park. So we're trying to trying to move them around. Um, the MLK library is in Meadowview um, off of the 24th Street bypass. And uh, we were up in North Sac um, not too long ago. And so we'll be up in, uh, I believe it's actually Del Paso Heights is the next um, North meeting and then back down to Oak Park. So. Yes, there's definitely uh, robust public meetings occurring. Um, and then the consultants have, uh, Paige and Turnbull have a couple public meetings that they will be uh, playing more of a role in. But the meetings I've mentioned are all just uh, just city-led uh, meetings without our consultants just to um, educate the public about the project, answer questions. Um, and then Paige and Turnbull will uh, present the draft historic context and. Get, get into more detailed discussion about what's in the document once it's released. So yes, a lot of work going on on that project. And those meetings are listed on the website or is that a email listserv that you're sending that to? Um, we're, we are sending it out um, via a list uh, when they are available. Um, I, I thought the commissioners were all on that list. I can double check that and make sure you're all on there. Um, the, uh, there's also a form where people can sign up on the website to be on the list. Um, they're also being posted on the website as we, uh, as we solidify the details. So we don't have them all listed because right now some of them don't even have dates or locations. Um, but we do put a save the date up as soon as we have a location and then, or as soon as we have a date and then we put the location on there as soon as we have the location. So. As you know, just just a staff of two 
and uh, um, another part-time staff person and former director Anderson. So we're we uh, we're moving as fast as we can, but sometimes staffing gets in the way. Okay, great, thank you. Uh, so um, I did skip commissioner comments. Um, so we'll go back to that. Uh, so this is a chance for ideas, questions, report outs from conferences, um, anything that the commissioners would like to um, uh, mention. Uh, do I have any anything from the commissioners? I'll just say I was, I'm very excited about the Stockton Boulevard project and that part of my own interest was a feeling of getting involved in all this was a feeling that Sacramento history can be very like midtown centric for lack of a better word and seeing more and more work happening to celebrate all these other places and people and communities outside of midtown it's very exciting and makes me glad to be here agreed uh, we did receive an email uh, earlier today from director de about some upcoming training uh, and i know we do have some new staff um, as well uh, director corsi would you like to add anything to that uh, Yes, thank you. I do have um, some updates on those items. So um, yes, I, today I sent out a email just before the meeting about a, uh, a training that uh, the California Preservation Foundation is putting on and I will be presenting uh, as part of the day long session that's uh, occurring tomorrow. This is a three part training workshop focusing on historic preservation planning for local governments. Um, my session will be focused on the Secretary of Interior standards um, but other sessions will include uh, forming a CLG, which we uh, we don't need to necessarily worry about because we are already a certified local government. Um, the Brown Act, which we can all use a update on from time to time. Uh, Mills Act programs, which we're always trying to improve uh, our own. And then uh, historic preservation tax credits, the California Historical Building Code, uh, historic integrity surveys and context statements. So a wide range of items um for uh for uh, educational purposes these are these are going to the first ones tomorrow and then there'll be um two more coming up in november so um a very interesting slate of speakers from uh everything from consultants to uh public officials to nonprofits, uh directors so it's a uh it's a sounds like an interesting training and i'm looking forward to to participating in it um and I sent out the link to that. If any of the commissioners would like to attend any of those trainings, there is a link uh, in my email. Um, next, you're correct, uh, Commissioner Volania. We do have uh, two new staff people that have joined our, our team. These are both interns. Uh, one is named Cameron O'Gorman and the other is Brett Dudley. Um, I'd like to give the commissioners a brief uh, background on each of these uh, new interns that have joined us. So first, uh, Cameron joins us uh, from Sacramento State. He completed his undergraduate degree in history and human geography at Chico State in 2019 and is in the process of pursuing his master's degree in public history uh, at Sacramento State. Um, Cameron has previous experience working as an intern with the Sacramento State Archives. He's been performing research uh, for us on a building located at 2014 10th Street 
Um, it's in preparation for a potential landmark nomination uh, on that building, uh, which has a history with both a Japanese-American architect and an African-American dentist uh, who, who operated out of the building. Uh, it's a mid-century modern style building there on 10th Street. Um, and uh, then next, Brett Dudley. He joins us as an intern from Sacramento State as well. He recently completed his undergraduate work in history uh, in May of 2022 and will be continuing on to pursue his master's degree in public history. Uh, Brett has experience wor working as a research assistant for the California Energy Commission, um, uh, an organization that I once worked for. Um, as an intern, uh, he, he also was an intern at uh, Anderson and Johnson Law Firm. Uh, he's been working on preparing materials for our Southland Park Hills or the Eichler uh, District uh, nomination. And he's been researching Joseph Eichler and non-discrimination uh, policies uh, that were instituted by Joseph Eichler. So sort of a uh, cultural uh, angle to that research. He's uh, interested in cultural resource management as a career um, and preservation planning broadly. Uh, he's been a great uh, fit for our team. So that uh, concludes my update on those two items. Great, thank you. We have a lot happening. Uh, okay, any other commissioner comments? All right, well then I believe with that, uh, that concludes today's agenda. Uh, thank you everyone and the meeting is adjourned. Have a good evening.